0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Conscious Coping Club. I'm Lori Sharp Page, and I'm bringing my expertise as a psychotherapist, my baggage as a human, and my hunch that learning how to cope is going to be a lot more fun when we do it together. Today's episode is brought to you by the feeling of hope, the coping skill of gratitude, and the resource of the cocoon blanket. All that and more on this week's episode of the Conscious Coping Club. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about an uplifting feeling, probably the most uplifting one, and that's hope. Hope is an emotion that is so important for all of us, and I feel like some days is really elusive. Hope carries us through tough times, energizes us for the journey ahead, and gives us something to look forward to. I know it's easy to feel hopeless or banish hope in our complex, sometimes cruel world, but hope is essential. It is a piece of energy that drives this whole machine. And the truth is, like energy, there is always hope, even in the most dire of circumstances. Especially when you can't see it or you don't want to see it. Hope is there. Hope springs eternal after all. For a long time after my father died, I felt hopeless. I was resistant to the presence of hope, resentful of any inkling of it after experiencing such intense trauma and loss. My life had become a very bleak landscape, and the trauma I had experienced bounced around my life like a slammed bouncy ball in a glass-filled room. The explosions of untreated, unacknowledged trauma happened so constantly around me that I was content to just sit in the discontent of hopelessness, because at least that was familiar. Hopelessness asked nothing of me. Feeling hopeful means believing in a possibility of a better future, no matter what our current circumstances might be. And back then, I just didn't have it in me to extend that energy to believe that. Hope is a form of optimism, a mental attitude focused on the positive aspects of life. But hope just isn't about sitting and waiting for better times or hoping for better things. It's also about taking actions that align with our desired future. In essence, hope motivates us to keep going and not give up. But if you've already gotten up, you don't want to feel motivated to keep going. It's not always easy to keep the flame of hope burning, but it is imperative, especially when we are faced with uncertainty and hardship. This is why it's crucial to nurture our hopefulness regularly. In our journey towards maintaining our mental health, hope is important. And we must remember that it is not invalidated by having moments of doubt, because that is a feeling too. To have hope is to know the contrast, and our doubt is the cage upon which our hope can be cultivated. But we should always invite our hope to the party every time doubt comes to play. After all, it's during our darkest time that hope shines the brightest. So let's continue to commit to honoring the role of hope in our world by harnessing this positive emotion and leaning into hope. Not just an abstract idea, but a proactive stance towards life, we honor an essential part of our world, the existence of hope eternally. It's time to delve into an incredibly powerful and accessible coping skill, gratitude. Gratitude is more than just saying thank you. It's more than just an act to show politeness, or respect. It's a way of seeing the world, a mindset that focuses on all the good in our lives. Practicing gratitude can shift our attention from what's wrong to what's right. It helps us appreciate the present moments, reminding us of the simple joys and blessings that we often overlook. But how exactly does one practice gratitude? Well, really any way that you want. It can be as simple as jotting down three things that you're thankful for each day. This is an act that has been shown to rewire our brains to focus more on the positives you can also take an intentional moment to reflect on what in your life you're loving what is feeling good what small pleasures or moments of contentment have you experienced today the smaller the better in my book because many moments of gratitude outweigh one big one at least i think so remember practicing gratitude is not about ignoring negatives or problems in our lives We aren't looking to invalidate our experiences. We're simply wanting to add gratitude into them. So you can be angry and you can be grateful. You can have to put down new boundaries and also still be grateful for that relationship. You can have the worst day of your life and also still be grateful for some aspects of it. It's about acknowledging both the full spectrum and scope of our experiences and gently and compassionately choosing to redirect ourselves on what we have versus what we do not. Research has shown that gratitude sows the seeds of happiness and contentment in our life. So if those are feelings you want more of, gratitude is the tool to be using. The act of gratitude can boost our mood, improve our relationships, even reduce our stress and anxiety. It's truly a powerful tool for our mental health. And I know it may seem simple, it may even seem trite, But its impact on our well-being can be profound when we practice it consistently. Because there is always something to be thankful for. Even if it's just that the sky is blue and that dogs are loyal and that love, especially the love we give ourselves, is ever-present. Gratitude is a skill worth strengthening. And I hope you will join me in doing so. This is a cocoon blink. And today we're focusing on how it is a unique and super comfy mental health resource. So what is the cocoon blanket? Well, the cocoon blanket is a blanket that you literally just kind of put yourself in. It's kind of like a sausage casing and you can put yourself all the way in. And it's not your ordinary blanket. It's designed specifically with your mental health in mind. This blanket is specially crafted to offer a comforting pressure, similar to a gentle hug. This feeling can stimulate the production of serotonin and oxytocin, our body's natural stress relievers. The use of this blanket is an example of deep touch pressure therapy, a therapeutic technique that's proven effective for easing stress, anxiety, and even helping with sleep disorders. Honestly, I get really good sleep when I wear this thing. And mine doesn't have little holes that you can put your feet out of, but they do sell those, and they also sell ones with hoods. So hug sleep. the material is really nice and really comfortable. I really enjoy it. And this is their base model. And you can upgrade if you want a hood or you want to be able to get your feet out. So why the Cocoon Blanket specifically? Well, it's not only about its effectiveness, but also, you know, the fact that it's a nice tool to have. It's just nice to have something to get cozy with some days. It's a resource you can easily incorporate into your daily teen or just whenever you need to wind down or have some me time wrapped up alone in a blanket. I really like it if I'm having a freakout moment and need to be hugged hard for like 30 minutes. It's a great tool for that, too. Remember, conscious coping isn't always about big gestures. Sometimes it's about small, comforting ones that make a big difference. The cocoon blanket is an example of that. It's a simple comfort, but one that I love having in my toolbox. That's all for this episode of the Conscious Coping Club. Join me on this journey at ConsciousCoping.Club where we navigate the labyrinth of life together with intention, courage, and a sense of discovery. Make sure to like and follow for more great content. And until next time, don't just cope, consciously cope.